Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we are continuing our study on Holy Communion. We're doing some mystagogy, study of the mysteries. And we're thinking about the, the meaning and the practice and the power of Holy Communion. And so I want to talk about, um, as Anglicans, what we believe Holy Communion is. So we believe it's the sacrament of the body and blood of Jesus. And when we receive the sacrament, we really receive the body and blood of Jesus. So, but how do we think that works? So that's the outcome, but how does it work? Well, the way Anglicans talk about it is they talk about sort of two ends of a spectrum that we think are an error. And then between those two ends, there's some different ways we can think about what's going on in the sacrament that are faithful to our tradition. So let me unpack that and that'll probably make more sense. So on one end of the pole, we have um, a, a perspective that is often attributed to the Roman Catholic tradition. Although I would argue that if you actually read Roman Catholic theology carefully, they don't technically believe this either, but probably some people on the ground do or people hear what we pray over the sacrament and think this is what we mean by it. And here's, here's what I'm getting at. It's the idea that the piece of bread or wafer still looks like bread, but literally turns into a piece of Jesus' flesh. And the wine, yeah, it looks like wine, tastes like wine, but literally turns into a cup of Jesus' blood, the flesh and blood that walked around when he was on earth. And so that's, it's this kind of, uh, almost like this kind of magical transformation from one thing to another. Anglicans would go, you know, that's that's not what we're saying. And really, really the ancient church, the Eastern church, and the Roman church wouldn't want to say that either. So that's one pole. We, we don't think it like magically turns into something else. On the other pole is what's called the, the memorialist or the symbolic view. So uh, folks who come from a Baptist background, this is going to be their doctrine. And a lot of non-denominational and other free evangelical churches and different traditions, they'll hold to this view. And it's just simply, all this is is a symbol. Bread and wine symbolizes what Jesus did on the cross. And we eat it to just remind us that Jesus died for us. And it's a wonderful symbol, and it can be a very meaningful celebration. But all it does is remind us of what Jesus did in the past. And Anglicans reject that as well. We think it's unbiblical. Uh, or it's not, that's a bad way to say it. it's not unbiblical, it's not biblical enough. It's true, but there's more to say about it. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute and explain what I just said. Um, and also, it's not true to the tradition of the church. It's not true to our doctrine. It's not true to people's experience. So what do Anglicans believe? We believe that when you come to the Holy Eucharist, the whole liturgy of the Eucharist, and an ordained priest leads through the prayer of consecration and, and prays over bread and wine, asking the Holy Spirit to bless it and make it to become for us the body and blood of Jesus, that somehow in a way only God understands and only Jesus understands, only the Holy Spirit understands, the whole Trinity understands, the risen and ascended Jesus gives us himself, his life, his body, his blood. It's a mystery. Beyond that, we don't understand how God does it. In Anglicans, off, there's kind of three different ways Anglicans will talk about it. 
when they push down to it, but almost all will say, but that's just a theory of how to understand it. Really, it's a mystery. But some Anglicans want to think more like, well, it's it's still, it's just only bread and wine. And what it is, is that's a symbol to remind us that Jesus is giving himself right now. And he does it in a special way in the supper, but it's like Jesus is ministering to us and that bread and wine reminds us he's doing that, helps us remember that. So it is a reminder, but not a reminder of a past event only, but a sign to remind us that Jesus is doing something now. And it still affirms that we're receiving the body and blood of Jesus. Um, Another view is that um, Jesus does it through the bread and wine. You get that these are getting kind of abstract, but hang with me. And so you have to receive the bread and wine. It's not like he's doing it apart from that, but it's like it's like with it somehow, but not attached to the sign. He's just present with it. And then another version is that Jesus unites himself with the sign so that once he's united through the bread and wine, he, he's always united, but he's not the same as. So these are all theories of how it works. And you can make good theological arguments and use biblical principles for each one. And the Anglican Church really doesn't drill down and say one of these is the right theory. What's common to all three is that when you come to the table, receive the host and receive the wine, you eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus. And everything that Christians have always believed happens that sacrament fully happens to you. And it is a means of God's grace God's presence, God's saving power, God's love, and God's life. Now, I'll tip my hat. I have an opinion of those three where I lean, and I lean toward the last one. I believe in what's called the sacramental union view. So I really think when we pray and ask God to connect to those signs that he does, and He because he promises to, and that when the bread and wine is consecrated, it really is holy, and we need to reverence it. Not worship it as God, but reverence it and honor it for the sign and means of grace that it is. That's why if you attend our church at St. Patrick's, um, one of the reasons we use wafers is so we're not spilling crumbs on the floor. Because, you know, to walk on crumbs that are that are consecrated is, is really irreverent. So we want to be super careful about that. And then the clergy after communion consume all the elements because... Um, you know, we, we, they're not to be just lightly, we don't throw them away. We don't reuse them. Uh, sometimes we, we place them on the ground and some churches do that, but um, we, we eat them as a way to just signal that we really believe this is consecrated and serious. But if you think, you know, the other, one of the other two theories that are faithful to the Anglican tradition work better for you, that's fine with me. Or if you say, I don't really care about the theory. All I know is when I come and I receive the host, the wafer, and I sip or dip in the wine, that I'm receiving Jesus, and that's good enough for me. And that's good enough for me, too. So you don't have to have a theory about it. You, you just have to be able to say the truth about it. And more importantly, actually eat it, actually drink it, and receive the benefits of it. Okay, more in the coming episodes. God bless.